Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and this week on the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group page, I posted some polls. If you like polls, you should go join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, because that's the only place where you can see all the stuff that I post in the Needless Things Podcast group page. Anyway, there's some polls in there this week just because I discovered the poll function. I, I didn't, I, I hadn't really thought about it before. I was like, oh, I can create polls for anything. And so that's what I did Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, I didn't do anything today uh, because, well, I, I may still, it's early in the day on Thursday. So who knows what could happen. But for the intent of this introduction, I only have three polls to discuss with you here. I just thought it would be fun on Monday. I was thinking about the television show Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which I loved. But there was also a Ferris Bueller's Day Off TV show. And the, you know, we all know that Ferris Bueller's Day Off is considered a legendary 80s movie. Uh, for me, I think that, and, and I like Matthew Broderick, but I think Ferris Bueller is kind of a douche. Uh, he just gets away with shit all day long. It bothers the heck out of me, uh, I, because I didn't like those kids when I was in high school. So I, I'm not a fan of that movie, really. Like, I get it, but it's not my cup of snarky uppity tea. So, uh, I, I put up a poll that was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. And that was it. That, now, I, I left it in there where people could add their own selections just because I wanted to see what people would do. I mean, this, was, this wasn't this was really about proving anything about the virtues of Ferris Bueller versus Parker Lewis. This was about how seeing you, you guys, or seeing how you guys reacted to this poll. So the addition of other selections, everything was all just part of my little social experiment, I guess you'd say. So it started off with those two options, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and I didn't specify, are we talking, are we including the Ferris Bueller movie, is it just the TV show, is it this, is it that, uh, I, I just wanted to see how people would respond, but in my head, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off movie and television show versus Parker Lewis, really, who's a better character, Ferris Bueller or Parker Lewis? I mean, that was, in my head, what I was thinking. And for me, Parker Lewis, by far. Uh, but then you also go into the fact that the Ferris Bueller TV show, uh, the guy that they cast as, as Bueller didn't have any of, because the only reason that movie gets away with being what it is is because Matthew Broderick is so inherently charming. Like, I really do like him a lot. It's just that that movie and that character that I don't care for. Uh, and in the TV show, the guy that they cast as Ferris is just, he has no charm whatsoever. So the show wasn't very good. Uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, meanwhile, was, yes, a riff on the same sort of idea, but in my opinion, executed in a much more entertaining and fun way. So here are the poll results. 
Uh, Ferris Bueller, between Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Ferris Bueller's Day Off won. Because people just love that movie. Uh, some people were not even aware there was a television show. So that probably skewed the polls somewhat as well. But then there were the added categories and <laughs> the, the far and away the winner with 11 votes was Time Bandits. I don't know how Time Bandits gets introduced into this, but that's you guys, and uh, that got 11 votes. Next in line was Ferris Bueller with six, Parker Lewis with three, uh, Golden Girls, or I'm sorry, Parker Lewis, I, I'm reading this wrong, uh, Time Bandits with 15 votes, Ferris Bueller with 10 votes, Parker Lewis with seven votes, Golden Girls with four votes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with three and Ernest goes to camp, bringing up the rear with two votes. So, interesting. I don't know what any of it means. I am not a sociologist, uh, nor am I educated as such. But uh, there you go. That was poll number one on Monday. Things devolved quickly from there. On Tuesday, I put up, is a poll a day too much? Now, my choices were, I hate polls, yes, no, one a week, every other day, and you won't keep up with it anyway, which if you guys know me, no, that's not a bad choice for that poll. Uh, but what we ended with was uh, in the number one spot with seven votes, I like pancakes. The number two spot with four votes Golden Girls. Uh, number three spot with three votes, Turd Ferguson. That's a funny name. Now, I voted for that one. I changed my vote uh, there. Uh, the, the fourth one with three votes, it'll still be two days till we say we're sorry. I don't know what that means. Is that is that a reference I don't get? I don't know. Uh, and then with two votes each tied for fifth place, Fried Chicken, George Went, Tony, 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 I hate polls. You won't keep up with it anyway. Uh, and then finally, in last place, tied with one vote apiece, OMG, not the Golden Girls, Tacos for the Win, the Golden Girls, and no. Uh, so a, a poll a day, too much. The, the final verdict on that is, uh, I don't know. I don't really have a result, I guess. So we'll continue with a poll a day unless I don't do one today. And then finally, Wednesday's poll. Uh, I tried to get things back in line, uh, make it make a little more sense because Wednesday was 426 Alien Day, which is where today's episode comes from because myself and Mike Gordon and Ryan Cadaver went and saw Alien in Magical Regal RPX, which for my money, is my favorite theatrical film experience that I've had. I've recently discovered it with Ghost in the Shell, and uh, we saw Alien, and we talk about it, and it's uh, we, we have a lot of fun. I'll, t I'll talk a little bit more about it after I reveal to you these incredible poll results. Which Aliens is do you prefer? And I put up Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, Alien vs. Predator, and uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, and totally left out Prometheus, which I like, and Beth noticed was like, hey, what about Prometheus? And, uh, you know, it, it, as much as I like to claim I like Prometheus, 
uh, maybe not so much if I left it out of the poll. But anyway, uh, the the winner by far with 10 votes was Aliens. Uh, and once again, I let people enter their own categories, which at this point I am rethinking for obvious reasons. Uh, number two with four votes, uh, tied actually with four votes apiece were Alien and Alf. In third place, tied with two votes apiece were Mork from Orc, Mars Attacks, Mac and Me. And then finally, pulling up the rear with one vote apiece were the Kreitz, Giorgio A. Sukelos. I don't even know what that is. E.T., uh, which I would not put on my poll, and if I could delete that result, I would. Alien 3, and of course, the Golden Girls, which I, I, I did include Golden Girls in the original voting. And uh, no votes for Prometheus, Alien Resurrection, uh, either of the Alien vs. Predator movies, or Aliens are Stupid. Which I gotta say, I'm I'm a little disappointed that uh, nobody agreed with aliens or stupid. So there you go, some polling fun to take up the intro for this week's episode of the Needless Things podcast. Because you know sometimes you just need something to talk about, and talking about how you can go to needlessthingssite.com, click on the Amazon box, and order all of your alien-oriented needs. Uh, just doesn't fill up enough time, does it? But there it is. Uh, now it is time for me, Mike, and Ryan to talk about our experience seeing Alien and just what we think of the movie, how we discovered it. Just have a nice conversation. Now, I will say this. I wasn't too sure where we were going to record this. I knew we wanted to do it in person after we saw the movie, but I was not familiar with the Atlantic Station area of Atlanta, and I didn't know if maybe there was somewhere we could go sit. And, and we found a place that was pretty good, pretty quiet. Uh, a little, it was a patio with some tables and chairs and stuff. And we sat down and things were going pretty well. And then the security guard came and started like grumbling and slinging chairs around and stuff, which you'll hear. And we had to move. And where we moved was this bench. And unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't realize this at the time. The recorder, both of them, I was using two recorders. Picked up the wind pretty badly in certain spots. Now, it's not the whole thing, but there are, there's one right at the beginning. You'll know what I'm talking about where the, the wind is louder than we are and you can still make us out. And it's not, it's not so bad that I had to ditch the whole freaking episode. Thank goodness. But there are a couple of spots that I apologize for that, uh, I, I didn't count on the wind at all because I didn't realize how loud it was. So just know, I will not be recording outside again, but that we did get, it's still an entertaining episode, and for the most part, you can hear us just fine. So I think you guys will enjoy it. And so here it is, Alien Ziz. sitting in Atlantic Station in a lovely little faux garden type area and we have just witnessed Alien the 1979 Ridley Scott classic in Regal RPX and I'm sitting here with 
our pal Mike Gordon. Howdy. And our uh, needless commentary irregular, Mr. Ryan Cadaver. How's it going? And this was today's Alien Day. It is 426 in reference to LV-426, the colony uh, that in Aliens had a bad day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. (laughs) And uh, this was a special presentation and commemoration of Alien Day 426, which is, of course, a marketing thing that Fox has invented. (laughs) But that's okay because we get to see. Uh, and we it, can see alien it just in the so theater. happens there's another alien movie on the way. Yeah, that as well. So. That, that we saw a portion of after we saw Alien, and we'll talk about we that. We saw a good portion of it. We we did. We we saw well a good we, we, in both ways. This version of Alien that had been edited to have a post credit scene. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's just like instead of Samuel uh, L. Jackson showing up to say, "Have you heard of the Avengers?" Uh, a horrible, terrifying alien crawled out of somebody's back and said, have you heard of your day getting totally fucked? Yeah, it was, it was pretty gruesome. So before we, we discuss that, and there will be spoilers here for, for Alien, in case you haven't seen it, <laughs> and for the scenes that were shown from Alien Covenant, so be aware of that, dear listeners. But uh, before we get to that Alien Covenant tidbit that we got to see, let's talk a little bit about Alien. For me... The first of the Alien movies I saw was Aliens. I watched it Same on here. VHS. Wow. Yeah. You guys are so young. Well, I, yeah, we are. <laughs> well, some of us are. Actually, oh, this is interesting because we have, I think we're each separated by a decade. Because you, Ryan, you just 30. turned 30. Mm-hmm. I'll be 41 in a few days here. And Mike, you're um, a little um, older. No, I'll turn 49 this year. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. We've got, uh, I don't know if that comprises three generations really, yeah, but three yeah, different yeah. time zones <laughs> depends of, of, of humanity. Depends on, depends we all on, have a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how early one gets busy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I so I saw Aliens first. Saw the big action, you know, James Cameron style. Did you see it in the theater first? No, I saw it on VHS. Okay, Uh, and I wanted to see it, but it. Excuse me. uh, Aliens came out in 1986. I was 10 years old, and it was. I, I went back last year for Alien Day. I wrote about Aliens, and I had to actually do some research for it. But I believe the the VHS of Aliens didn't come out until like May of '87. So. I didn't see it until then. I would have been one month old. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, So we watched it at my buddy Wayne's house, which is where we watched all of – that's where I saw Big Trouble in Little China, Spaceballs, like all the movies that my parents were kind of like, you're you're not watching that. Yeah. Uh, Wayne's parents were very cool, and we got to watch everything over there. so, I don't know exactly when I saw Alien. And it's one of those movies that I've seen so many times now that it's just kind of embedded in my brain. So, I I don't know. But what I did realize watching it tonight, because tonight we saw the theatrical version. Yeah. And what I realized is I'm much more used to the expanded version uh, that was, I guess, the special edition came out when they they did a VHS box set that had special editions of, of Alien and Aliens. Aliens had a lot added. Yeah, Aliens had a ton added. Yeah. Alien, there are a few little differences like uh, when uh, Kane is, wait, Kane is John Hurt, right? When John, yeah, when yeah. John Hurt is
is in the medical yeah, bay. Okay. Uh, there's a really great scene between Lambert and Ripley where Lambert just lays into her for one to lock them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like it. And there, there's there's some more character stuff that's really good. But but anyway, my point was this is a theatrical cut, and as we were watching it, I was like, wait, what happened to that one scene? Oh right, yeah. What now? Let's start with you, Mike, because you probably saw it before either of us. I uh, yeah, well, I saw it probably before either of you were born. Uh, I did not see it in the theater uh, because I was 11. Uh, hadn't quite gone to see R-rated movies yet. Uh, so I probably saw it a few years later when it was on, uh, not broadcast television, uh, probably because uh, we had a, uh, a, a movie channel. Uh, so I would imagine that I probably saw it on the movie channel. Okay. And uh, it was most likely a pan and scan version. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's yeah. that's what we had to endure back right. in the old days, um, but yet it was still pretty effective. I mean, this was this this no matter where you saw it or how you saw it, this movie it just holds up and sticks with you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it came out of the you know the Star Wars craze and all that kind of stuff. But um, it really you know set the bar really high for a lot of stuff to come. Yeah, not just horror, but science fiction yes. as well, because yes. it, it's a perfect blend oh, yeah. of the two. Ryan, when did you first see it? Because um, this, lo- this is your favorite movie, right? Yeah, it's my favorite horror movie by far. Like, I love it, and uh, it's one that I try to watch, like, every few months. Um, I did watch Aliens first. I remember watching that as a kid, and I remember, like, me and my buddy Will were, like, super, for some reason, we were super into, like, like all like all these, like, Michael Biehn and, like, Bill Paxton movies. Like all these action movies, like Navy SEALs, and like all these like you know cheesy action movies. So we thought that one was the coolest. Like we would like pretend we had pulse rifles, be hunting down aliens in the woods and shit, and down by the lake. And like I was super super into aliens, and I don't even think I had seen Alien. I don't know if I even knew there was another one. Right, I was right. just like Aliens is super cool. And then as I got older, like I remember seeing Alien, and I'm like that doesn't sound as cool. It's like just one Alien. There's <laughs> right. not there's not multiple ones. But then then you have to wrap your head around the fact that it's it's a straight up, you know, science fiction horror movie. Yeah. And Aliens is an action movie. And it has horrific moments. And, you know, Alien has action moments. But um, I prefer Alien. I, pl- I prefer the slow burn and all that. And I remember, like, uh, especially when I saw it at Splatter Cinema, probably about six years ago, like, then it really clicked with me how, how good the movie was. And, and then, like, there's so many memorable scenes that just stick with me still to this day. Well, the, the the magic of this movie, or, or one of the many pieces of magic about it, is that the characters, they're not Marines, they're not prepared for anything like this. These no. are regular people, yeah. and they go to great pains at the beginning of the movie to establish that. You've got uh, Parker and Britt, or Brent? Harry Dean Stanton. Right. Harry, Harry Dean Stanton and Yafet yeah. Kato. Yeah, who are the? They're very. They're, they're the guys. They're the yeah. workers. They're the guys who are like, wait a minute, what about our cut? Oh, we're not gonna like. We've worked with and known these character types. Yeah, you can. It, it, they're not all necessarily likable, but you can immediately relate to them just as people, just yeah. as regular people it's doing like, a it job. It may take place in the future, but you're like, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. In some yeah. cases, like I am that guy. They just happen <laughs> to be in outer space. Yeah, they're yeah. all like working class. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and an interesting point uh, that, that I bring up as often as I can because for some reason I'm, I feel slightly protective of, of Prometheus. 
people talk about the technology differences, but I think what you have to consider is that in Alien, they are driving this ancient space freighter. Yeah. That's probably 30, 40, maybe 50 years old. And even though Prometheus and, and the forthcoming Alien Covenant uh, take place before Alien, the technology they're using is it, it's cutting edge. Well, they're on a better quality ship. Right. Yeah, yeah. This this stuff is the height of Wayland technology. Yeah. That does Whereas the you know this this freighter is for mining ore. <clears throat> right. It's not a scientific vessel. It's not a colonization vessel. It's for loading with rocks and flying back to but, Earth. But how cool would it have been if they like went with like the CRT monitors and everything was controlled looking? I think it would have been pretty awesome. Yeah, like, it would, to see a modern day, but like everything look which may be covenant. And, and it's interesting that nobody seems to do that when when they go for the prequel thing. Nobody says, "Okay, we're just like with the same thing happened with the Star Wars yeah, prequels." Like everything time. in the prequels looks so much sleeker and nicer. And, yeah, hmm? we're we need to move. A, we're going to be a big. Oh, are we? Okay, Maybe. we're going to find a new spot. We're going to keep, uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> he looks sick. He's putting uh, tables together. <laughs> uh, oh, man, where'd my pause button go? Hey, Phantom Maniacs, this is the Rad Ranger. And this is Ryan Cadaver. And we're from Rad Ranger's Radical Radcast. With Ryan. Tune in every two weeks and hear a couple of jabronis talking about what's going on in the local Atlanta scene. What kind of stuff will we talk about, Ryan? Well, we like to talk about rad people doing rad stuff, Sean. We like to talk about horror. We like to talk about movies. We like to talk about art. We like to talk about music and pretty much anything cool going on locally or, you know, anywhere. Yeah, mostly we just talk about whatever we think is rad. And we hope that you think it's rad, too. So tune in every two weeks. Go to the RadRanger.com, search in iTunes and Stitcher for Rad Rangers Radical Radcast, or just search for Rad Ranger. That is the Rad Rangers Radical Radcast. With Ryan. Okay. All right, so we've relocated. Because we had a very... Freaking the law. Freaking the law. Maybe. I don't know if they kicked people out of here or anything. I don't know. It didn't really occur to me. I figured movies go to like midnight or whatever, so we'd have some time. But anyway. Yeah, well. Uh, so we're talking about the technology, and uh, you know that's how I justify it. Yeah, it makes but sense. I do love the look of everything in this movie. The the attention to detail, and and we get you, Mike. You mentioned that this sort of came out of the success of Star Wars, and this looks like an extension of the Falcon. Yeah, that, that 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 dirty, you know, lived in look. Right. Yeah. And, well, and you even have that shot Functional. at the beginning. Of that long shot of the Nostromo yeah, right. flying by the camera, yeah. just like Actually, the Star Destroyer. Actually, that tonight. I was like watching oh, really? it, and I was like, oh, this is riveting. So, <laughs> I never I never thought about that, because it's so different like in theme and everything that I, I never thought about. It. Well, and what's wild to think about, is Star Wars came out in 77, and this came out in 79, <laughs> but they don't look like the same era. Like, one, neither of them... If you set, went into them without any knowledge, they don't look like 70s movies, really. No. Star Wars has some 70s haircuts, but <laughs> it's not necessarily... You don't look at them and compare them to things like Westworld or like movies of the 70s. Yeah. But it's right. crazy to think that these are only... That Star Wars and Alien are only two years apart. Well, there's some elements. I mean, everybody's smoking. That doesn't happen now. Yeah. <laughs> but, again, that's not indicative... That's not a uh, 
anything where you look at Alien and where it's supposed to take place, and you think, oh, well, this place is it. It does to us place like, well, the movie was filmed long ago because right. people don't do that anymore. Right. But it doesn't affect the the look or the era of of the universe of the movie. No, I think it's still pretty intact. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, obviously, the, there's styles that are are from the day. Um, it doesn't try to be futuristic, though. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You know, it's almost yeah. like it says the working class, and this is the way they, they dress now. It's the way they dressed 15 years ago. It's the, dress, the way they're going to dress 20 years from now. It's the way they're going to dress 100 years from now. Yeah. Because it's the co- just... The costumes are great. Yeah. Like, everything about it. Like, their Nostromo jackets and their patches and stuff. They look worn out. Uh, it's, it's incredible because they all... Like, it's all company-issue stuff. Like yeah. because they're all wearing the same kind of button up, except for uh um, Brit- who's wearing the Harry Dean Stanton's got the Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt yeah. Uh but like oh, they yeah, all wearing blue. Right, he's got the coveralls. But that felt more like a science division yep. thing than like yep. a personal choice totally. thing. Yeah. But everybody else has the same white button up shirt. Could be what the same all the robots jackets. are wearing. We don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's just <laughs> okay. be idiots. Let me ask you guys this. Uh and I thought I actually caught the line. Uh, from Parker, when after Ash has gone berserk, I thought I actually heard Parker when he's attacking him say he's an android. No, he, he he's, he's a robot. robot. He's a robot. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't know. Nobody no, knew. He, so yeah. nobody, nobody knew. Nobody knew. No. Okay, and then because you don't put always. you don't put a robot in cryogenic sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. well, clearly as the audience, we're not supposed to know. Right. But I, I wasn't. I, I've never I think been. It's all a big deception sure. from and from, from Wayland. Yeah. Right. And and Tom Skerritt, you know, he mentions I had the five prior trips. I've had a different science officer, yeah. and they replaced him with this guy. Last minute. Right, right, right at the last minute. Yeah. And it's very interesting because. You know, movies now are so heavy-handed. If if a movie was made now where a corporate entity was setting up a mining exploration to go bring it. this thing back, right? They would explain every minute of it. At the end of Alien, you still don't even necessarily like they they do get the orders from Mother, and you know, oh well, this is dirty. But you don't necessarily realize that it was dirty from the start. Yeah. Like, because the Ash is on this because they know this thing is out there and they want it. Yeah, that's, that's the, the whole reason. reason but it's not explicitly stated. It's just laid down as as part of the narrative. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, on the one hand, it's a, it, it does seem like a little bit of a callback to 2001 and how. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Ryan, don't tell Mike this. I have not seen 2001. Wow. <laughs> I have neither. I just shook my head like a nudist talking about. <laughs> is, that, is that really for true? Like, yeah. neither one of you have seen nah, 2001? I've never seen it. Wow. It looks really boring. I know boring. about it, but yeah. It looks so boring. And look, I'll watch that's it subject, someday. That's subject to interpretation, but if you go in thinking it, it probably will be. <laughs> um, but in any case, so it's a little bit of throwback to that. Mm. And then also, I think that uh, it also helps, like, having um, an, a, a member of the crew actively work with the alien or against the crew. Mm-hmm. It helps explain, like, some really dumbass stuff that happens. Like, yeah. for example, a lot of the crew does, you know how, like, you know, you... you Phantom are pretty good at pointing out, like, when dum-dums are doing stuff on TV or movies, right? Yeah. They bother me so now, much, those dum-dums. Like, there are, 
like if they had just like taken you know uh, the injured crew member aboard and without any sort of fight or whatever then we would have been like well that was stupid why no why, why would they do that why didn't they but instead right. we have this huge scene where she wants to quarantine him yeah and 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 yet it doesn't happen and then there's other scenes the where, one who yeah right, then there's ones where parker's like parker's like let's just freeze it and go let's just freeze it and go yeah. like that these are all the movie these are all smart moves right yeah but but because they have someone actively working against them yeah we it can go oh you know they don't yeah. have to all be stupid Lane, he's a science officer so he can be like oh no we can't freeze him well he never blah, told blah, them blah. like 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 he was the only new, he was the one that knew that it laid an egg. It, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty obvious. Well, and when she comes over to confront him, he's like switching off the monitor and going, "Hey, what do you want?" Like, and and yep. I'm like, if I was her, I would have been like, "What the hell was on that?" That is heavy too, because you know when when Kane does wake back up and. Ash calls everybody like, hey, there's been a development with Kane. No, come see it for yourself. It's wonderful. That whole time, you're like, he knows. He knows, he knows what's so, getting ready when, to happen. When, they, when, they, when they're all eating dinner. He's there. looking at it. He's looking. Yeah, he knows. He's, he's just, just sitting he's there just, watching. He's just sitting back really studying. Creepy. And what's interesting He makes is, no move when he's, like, coughing and, like, yeah, going, well, like having an attack. He's just sitting there like, let's see what, and, how this plays out. And to jump ahead just a little bit, uh, did you notice that David had the same reaction in the Covenant footage that we saw? Yes, he is. He's standing yep. there coldly watching what's going on. And it, the same thing happened in Prometheus, too. Like, fucking you know, robots. <laughs> right? They're assholes. And, and robots people, and cats. And people, <laughs> keep wanting to, people keep wanting to improve the artificial intelligence. This is where we're headed. Yep. There are going to be way more Canes and Davids than there are Bishops. I'm yep. just telling you right now. Dicks. Robot dicks running around with their pet cats, ruining everything. <laughs> I like cats, so that cat is a dick. That I wouldn't cat is even Jonesy. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed when she dropped the box and like I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I know cats all too well, and you know that cat is true to life. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Cat, my cat would totally get eaten in front that. of it, and it's just like looking. Cats like when the when the, the when we see the first alien attack, yeah. right? The cat's just watching, like, man, that's a thing of marvel. Like he's just like, <laughs> he's, he's like that's a fucking. He's predator. impressed. <laughs> well, it's not a predator, but you know. I want to hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So that's a totally different episode. <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, Movie Tavern is going to be showing Predator. Uh, oh, really? Sometime Ooh. in the next month or so. Maybe. I can't remember when. I think. Uh, I think also that the alien respects the cat too, because uh, you know when it's yeah, at so. the end, didn't mess with him. Yeah. That, I well, the, he didn't free him, but he didn't mess with him. The either. alien knows that that cat does not give a fuck about those people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's like, I don't have to worry about this guy yeah. at all. I don't have it's to worry. You just look at him and be like, he doesn't give a fuck. So the beginning of the portion of the movie, it is established that these are just regular folks. Like they're, yeah. uh, you know, we 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 know them, we recognize them, we're with them for the ride. Yep. We know they've got kind of a shitty job, and that the job just got shittier. So you're like, oh man, this is like, we we totally relate. We've all been. As a matter of fact. Ryan, you were trying to leave work today. Yeah. Oh and you got God. called back yep. in. Now, granted, it didn't add 10 months to your yeah, shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. And I didn't get eaten by an alien, but right. still. For you all yet, the night is young. Yeah, I know. No, uh, yeah, I was right out the door, and I was, everything was good. I was smiling. I was like, can't wait. Would have missed traffic. And my right. boss called me and was like, hey, can you come back and do this one last thing? It took 30 minutes. It was exactly yeah. like what we just saw in the movie. <laughs> Almost exactly. <laughs> Almost 30 exactly. minutes. 10 months. Uh, so they, they did such a good job with this, you know, getting to know these characters. And what another interesting thing is the average age of the cast. Uh, in a movie now... 
you would not see people the age of Harry Dean Stanton, Tom Skerritt, Yafit Koto. Like it will even looking at Covenant, yeah, they're yeah. all, all young. younger. Yep. Everybody. Than, than uh, well, there's the the older gay couple. I think are a little they're a little bit up, more up there. But for the our primary characters are what, all like what are the odds that three thousand kids are about to walk behind us. I feel like we <laughs> should ask them to come over and talk about Alien. Yeah, right. Um, wow, this is amazing. Did did the Hunger Games eight just let out? I guess so. Uh, well, we're we're gonna soldier on, and because uh, they're almost by. Yeah. But uh, I, I love looking at this cast and seeing people that look like they've experienced things, like they've had lives. Because one of the problems now with movies is when you see these young kids that are like under thirty. No offense, Ryan. Hey, I'm thirty now. If you're that's true, you're <laughs> yeah. out, you're out of this. I'm no longer talking about you. When you see somebody under 30, you're like, this person doesn't know anything. They haven't been through anything. They haven't lived a life. Uh, and you look at, you know, Tom Skerritt's face in Alien, you're like, yeah. he's he's the Shit. captain. Yeah. Like, he's been on who knows how many of these missions. He's Probably done this hundreds of times. Like, he has experience. And to me... That makes it scarier when that kind of person is faced with something and thinks, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And is scared. When you see somebody that's, you know, 40 plus years old, scared and clueless, to me that's much more effective than like a 22 year old that's like, oh man, I've never dealt with this before. (laughs) He's never dealt with anything before. This is not interesting (laughs) to me. How do you guys feel about the cast? I love the cast. I think it's perfectly cast. Yeah, I think, I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, like, it, it's all, like I said, working class people. Like, I think Ridley, uh, in particular, especially in his early movies, he had a knack for finding character uh, character actors that yes. you could yeah. relate to. They weren't like, you weren't like going, you know, oh my God, they're like a handsome, nobody's in this that's really handsome. You know, it's not like Richard yeah. Gears in yeah. this or whatever. They've all, they're Even all. Sigourney's not traditional. No, like, absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I do believe, I, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe the part of Ripley was written, written as a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but uh, well, somehow, through the, somehow through the course of things. But uh, uh, Angela Cartwright is uh, wonderful at playing that the co worker that you hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is horrible. Now, is, it, is it true? I've heard rumors of this. Is it true that, like, during that scene, uh, with the dinner scene with the They testers? didn't know. Okay, so that is true. They did her not know I was exactly. watching her really closely. She looks genuinely well, scared. Well, they didn't know exactly what was going to happen, yeah. and, and it was not even planned for that blood to hit her in the face. Right. Uh, that just happened, yeah. and her reaction to that. And, and she was, for like the rest of the filming, furious about it. I mean, it made I, for a I'm good sure, reaction. I'm not sure if you could tell. It seems like she's got that dial already. <laughs> like, every time I've seen her in stuff, she's dialed up that high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's great. She's, she's Because yeah, you're absolutely. right. She is that... She's that, probably really sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she is. But, well, yeah, she is. Because she's in... If, if you get... The, and I highly recommend the Alien Quadrilogy on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. Because it has every version of the movie. It has hours and hours of behind-the-scenes stuff. And she does interviews and stuff. And she is. She is. She, I mean, she's into it. But when she's acting, when she's in the zone... She's intense. Yeah. And she is, like you said, Mike, that, like, 
that coworker that you're like, will you just shut up? What's exactly. your problem? I don't want to be here. Right. I don't want to do this. Let's just go. I know, but we have to. Exactly. And they, they just keep complaining and whining. And, it's and, cold. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's the first thing she says yeah. in the movie. Yeah. I'm cold. It's like, uh, of course speaking you are. Of, speaking of first things in the movie, uh, the opening where we see the interior of the Nostromo. Oh, I thought you meant Ridley Scott. I love it. was pretty sweet. Well, yeah, we got an introduction yeah. from Ridley Scott where he, where he uh, basically just said, I'm Ridley Scott, this is my awesome movie. Uh, but more importantly, I have a new awesome movie coming out that I hope yeah. you guys are going to go see. So much that we cut together special footage to show you after this awesome movie. But, no, the movie opens, you've got the Nostromo, we get to see the interior. We get to know these small spaces that all of these these horrific events are going to take place in. So uh, it, it feels like they're setting up this familiar ground so that the audience, to a certain extent, has the same feeling of invasion that the crew has. Like, oh, you started us off with this neat, and it's not, it's not you know, it's industrial looking, yeah. but it's not particularly dank. It's not, yeah. not like water dripping all over the place. Well, in some areas. Well, well, once things start to get bad, that's when we find the room full of dripping water and hanging chains for some reason. Like, who built a Hellraiser room in the middle of a spaceship? (laughs) I've always wondered What what is that all about? What is going on there? But, uh, and it's interesting because I mentioned that the special edition or director's cut or whatever it is is the one that I've seen more, and the clarity on that one is so good that there's a scene in the Hellraiser room where they they pan across the ceiling and you can see the alien up there in yeah, the chains hanging out in the ceiling before and we can't see it this to, time. Yeah, yeah, nice, uh, nice. it was and interesting. It's before you're supposed to really see it, right? Yeah. But, but they but they had the foresight to actually shoot it so that he right. was there. That's yeah. pretty. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I want to go like that's called I'll go, a script, Mike. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, but not many movies have them anymore. Oh gosh, you're I'm, right I'm going to go to even like like at the very beginning, the credit sequence where you're watching the the name of the movie form. I think that's just brilliant because it, it, the music and watching oh, the yeah. the title kind of come together sets the whole tone for the way the movie's going to be. I know. Like, Every time I this watch it, movie, you get, like, anticipation. This, movie, yeah. right, this movie's yeah. going to be, like, a slow burn. It's going to be... It's going to slowly reveal what the alien looks like, yeah. you know? You're not just going to get see him right away. Although, I was kind of surprised watching it this time again, noticing, like, wow, you're really getting to see the alien, like, like when he bursts out of the chest. I mean, you spend a good, like... I don't know, 30, 40 yeah. seconds on him the little tears off. The little tube on his neck that you can actually see him breathing. I know. I mean, just all the little details, so all the little actually, pulsing the I pulsing didn't notice head. that until we watched it tonight. Like, that, that was I, insane. I picked up a lot more watching it on a yeah. huge screen like yeah. that. There's, like, so many little details. Like, even in, like, the spacesuits and stuff, there's, like, little, like, etchings and, like, yeah, weird, like, you know. When, when, uh... Ripley puts on the spacesuit at the end, and it does the close-up, and you see all that crazy, yeah, like design like, pattern around the rim of the helmet and everything. Just, like, I, I just, was into it. yeah, it's a, like you were talking about with the the uniforms before. Just everything is so unique and yet feels so real. Like yeah. they really went out of their way to do things that were specific to the world we're looking at. But they weren't outlandish. Like, it wasn't a guy in, you know, a bathrobe and tights or whatever. Right. Uh, But (laughs) going back to the beginning of the movie, as we're going through the ship, and then everybody comes out of suspended animation, and there's that lingering shot that lasts a good 40, 
seconds to a minute of John Hurt's junk in his space underwear <laughs> just sits there. Just let everybody just take in the crazy space underwear, which, by the way, out of all the costumes in this movie, the space underwear is maybe a bit much for me. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can I, see that. I don't... He's also wearing it when he recovers after the... And what's thing. with all those... Like, are and you really going to lace all the... Lace. Well, no, they're <laughs> eyelets. They're the oh, eyelets okay. to lace it up. Okay. Who is going to sit there, <laughs> For put hours. your underwear on, lacing up 800 eyelets up the front of your little onesie? <laughs> I noticed that. I was just like... Man. So weird. <laughs> but uh, there are other things to discuss besides space underwear. That which, is my least favorite thing which, in the movie. Which I, I do... <laughs> I, but I will say this. At least Ridley Scott unlike George Lucas, believes in space underwear. So yeah, true. That's, that's and at something. least he wasn't just wearing like Fruit of the Loom because that would have just been weird. Yeah, that would have been weird too. Yeah. That would have been no good. So better space underwear than some tidy whities. Yeah. Uh, what, on this viewing, like we said, watching it on the big huge screen like this was a different experience. Uh, Mike, what was something that maybe you noticed this time that you hadn't noticed before or just was there anything that made it more rewarding seeing it on the big screen? Uh, just just the pacing of it. Uh, obviously seeing it with a group of people and uh, obviously I'm sure 90% of the, if not more of the people that we saw it with have seen it like, oh, yeah. if not once by a billion times. Yeah. Um, but uh, yet, you know, those, those areas where they get you, they still get you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan and I kind of yeah. Like, who jumped? I know we one both of kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, with the alien pops out of the very end when he's hiding yeah. in the wall. The cat like, never gets me. Yeah, right. Like, when the alien pops out of the wall, and, because well, it's just lingering. You just you're like, you're like I know he's it? gonna come, but well, there he is. What's crazy is when she first. I, I and I don't know that I've noticed this before. When she first goes into the shuttle, she walks right by. It. Yeah, you see, see it, it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and but you're right. You know it's coming, but you can't ever quite remember when. Is it when yeah. she does this? Is it when she presses this button? Yeah. Is it when she? Oh, there it is! Oh my gosh! Like and it, it, that's. I mean, that's some powerful stuff. I mean, to to get it right all the time, even though you know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know from you know from working in a haunt mm-hmm. that yeah. that's like that's it's, tough to do. It's very tough to do, and especially like. You know, the movie came out in 1979. It's still scaring people. Like, that's impressive. Have you ever been in an alien-themed haunt? Uh, no, so they did... I have not, nor will I ever. (laughs) And when you say alien, you're... I'm talking about these film franchises. Oh, 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 okay. So, uh, they did do one... Have they done that? Yeah, they did did one at uh, Halloween Horror Nights one year. But it was an alien predator one. Not necessarily based off the uh, movie, but just kind of right, right. Own it's thing. using the characters. Um, but it was an Alien Predator one, and uh, I wanted to go. I heard it was good, but bad. I I was thinking a, a while back because I think I saw some promotion. It might have been around Easter, where they had like these alien eggs, mm-hmm. and I've never actually seen an alien in person. But I was thinking like, <laughs> this, was, this was something I saw on TV. So I was like, if I ever saw one in person, which is so stupid because it's so it's it's fictional, right? Yeah, right. it is complete. Complete fiction, yeah. but yet it's now I think embedded in our pop culture and maybe even in our DNA yeah. that if we see an egg and it opens, 
we Run. it's it's terrifying. Yeah. You will yeah, get chills. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's even even the scene I mean we all knew what was coming. Like, you know, he's looking at the egg. Yeah, that's another one. And you know, it all of a sudden it opens and it looks so it looks nasty. Nasty inside. But 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 organic and interesting and I feel real. Like some of that stuff even looks better than what they did in Aliens. Like some of that stuff is like especially I think the actual alien himself, which is probably because they only have one, they're able to spend more time on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the alien's far more impressive in this one than Well, the alien you know, the alien in this one was built to stand around to fall out of the tubes at the end. Yeah. And that's kind of it, whereas the Not aliens so had to run and jump and, yeah. you know, and they, do a whole they lot They were like more. warrior aliens. They were, like, right. I think, slightly different, but... Um, I don't know. That one's always scared me, and I love the I love everything about it. like you were saying, like all the aesthetics, the character design, and everything on the alien, like all the weird piping and stuff coming out of his back, and like the tail. Like I just love all that shit. Well, they did a really good job because I mean I can't imagine looking at Geeger's art, yeah, and being able to translate it, trying to make it happen, yeah. right. I, no I mean, idea. it just seems unreasonable. And can you imagine being a mu- movie executive with, you know, Ridley Scott coming to you and saying, I, I want to do this alien movie. Oh, yeah, aliens are good. Aliens are good. It takes place in outer space. Oh, outer space. That's great. We like outer space. Uh, it's got Tom Skerritt. Uh, it's got Ian Holm. Oh, those good. people know those guys. Let's do it. And then... I want to design the alien based off of these giant robotic penises that this Swedish guy draws. <laughs> you lost me, Ridley. Like, I mean, how did that meeting go? Yeah. And I've, I've watched the special features, and I don't know that I've, you know, they talk about uh, talking to H.R. Giger and, and, and how much he took part in the design and everything. Yeah. But I'm trying to think if, if they sort of gloss over the the pitch to use his stuff because you know the, not the traditional aliens no no, no, no which which is great because if it was I couldn't handle it I would, yeah. be, I would be much more scared if it was little gray guys running around like that would mess me up the uh, I today on today on Needless Things my post was uh, just a bunch of YouTube videos because I had to do something last minute uh, it was a bunch of YouTube videos based around Alien and Aliens yeah. and my favorite Saturday Night Live sketch of all time yeah. never seen is it. from an episode where Sigourney Weaver was the host and they do a parody of Aliens called Alienses <laughs> and when the door it's a, sorry spoiler alert but they're, they, they do the scene where they've got the motion tractor track tractors motion tractors here's a new thing they've got the motion tracker and they're like uh, it's 10 meters 9 meters Eight meters, and then it, like whatever thing the prop department rigged up to look like the motion tracker like stopped working, and Phil Hartman like shakes it. And he's like eight, no ten, no, and he bangs it on the table, and a piece of it flies off, and he's like, "Well, that worked." It just keeps going, <laughs> but when the alien finally reveals itself, it's freaking ET. <laughs> and that is so much scarier than a xenomorph to me personally. Uh, and that's another important aspect of this is, you know, Ridley Scott made his outer space mining movie featuring a giant robotic penis monster. And that shouldn't work. No. <laughs> but now, 40 years later, we're sitting here talking about, well, almost 40 years later. We're not quite to the 40th anniversary yet. But we're sitting here talking about this thing. It spawned lots of movies, both good and bad. Uh, and, 
and it's it's just incredible. But but it's because this first one was crafted so perfectly, and and the slow burn pacing. It is a slow burn, but he did such a good job introducing us to those characters. It never feels slow. No, it doesn't to me. No, because it, you're always intensely in the moment. Yes. Yeah, I and mean, they do a really good yes. job of keeping you in the moment. I think, you know, I think uh, uh, too many, too many of us, either as viewers, as screenwriters, as people who make movies or whatever, feel they have to overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. I like it when we just get a simple story, and they and the and the people that make it make it as effectively as they can. Yeah. And there's nothing overly complex about this movie. At least the plot wise goes. You right. Know? I mean, it's pretty much just monster comes in, tears people up. You know, somebody survives. You know that well, kind of thing. There's no fat at right. all. Right. Every every scene, every moment is Almost important to the story, yeah. Yeah. and that's another important thing. And, and like we were talking about before, with rather than somebody sitting in a room and saying, "Well, this is actually an evil plot by the Wayland Utani Corporation. They want to bring aliens back to Earth to weaponize them." Like nobody ever says that. No, no. it's there in yeah. the plot, but it, it just it just happens. Yeah. And, and leaves you the ability to enjoy the movie on whatever level you want. If you're a person who just sits back and enjoys, you know, alien jaws popping people's heads open, then you can dig that. If you're a person that enjoys ridiculously tiny panties on Sigourney Weaver, and who isn't, uh, you can enjoy that. But if you're a person who really digs into movies and looks, you know, beneath the uh, the overriding plot, you can see stuff like, oh, there's a sinister oh, yeah. corporation involved here. I mean, I'm sure you could talk to people who've seen this movie many times who never really thought about the corporate angle. Well, and, you know, I mean, I, I they were making, you know, Ridley and, and those guys were making a straight-up movie, right? They weren't building a franchise. Yeah, that's another so good point. I, I, you know, it's amazing how many people have come since this uh, movie and tried to say, okay, well, li- this means this, this means that. And sometimes I think they've taken it in a great direction, and other times I think that they, they haven't taken it in a great direction because there's a lot, there's a lot in this, and not all of it makes sense, but it's not supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things in here that are, you're you're supposed to be left with a feeling of sense of mystery, like a sense of unease. Because you don't quite understand what's going on, you don't understand what they found. Uh, I almost think that that uh, Ash's, well, Ash's head, little explanation at the end <laughs> of like the perfect killing machine or whatever it was a little too don't, don't much. Don't be don't be robotist, Mike Gordon. <laughs> just because he's a head doesn't mean he's not still an individual. <laughs> Every time I see that scene, I'm just like Ian Holm. I wonder how many times he just had to spit up milk. Oh, Gosh, and how warm it was. Oh yeah, I'm sure. How, like, and under the hot, uh, under the hot set lights. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure yeah, that yeah. scene smelled great. I, oh, I have after an hour why, or two, like they can they can do apparently have the technology to like create like moles and like you know pores and like make them look super realistic. Can't do red blood. Nope. <laughs> just, uh, come on, man. It's gotta be white. Uh, you uh, obviously, food coloring. Nothing. Uh, obviously, you do not understand robots. Well, also, <laughs> really also they're full of balloons and noodles, which I don't totally understand. So, balloons, noodles, and milk. Fiber optic. Robots of the future. But he kind of talks about how this is the ultimate killing machine. And then I'm like, how do you know that? And that kind of 
that I kind of lessens the mystery for a bit. It, it, it's right. been interesting to me if like the corporation like knew something was there. Yeah, but they well, didn't. But they so they had this crew, yeah, but not to go like pick up a, a weapon because they how would they know that? Well, I mean, right. that's what I, I mean. I think that you know they had run-ins with them before somehow. Well, well that's well, what we're seeing in yeah, Prometheus and exactly. Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah is I that think Wayland, I mean, obviously the world they you know the the world building that has been done since then. Right. Both official and unofficial. I mean, yeah. there's been tons of alien stories that have taken place all throughout history. Well, yeah, because you've got so, comics and novels and everything else yeah, now as well. So, yeah. But I think, uh, I think the writers Dan O'Bannon and uh, the other guy. Oh yeah, the other guy that Ross, was for. somebody Ross Brandt. Is that right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Mostly Ross Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. Let's just say mostly Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> uh, Dan O'Bannon wrote this, and some of the decisions he made were simply, well, this is better for the story. He, he didn't get so involved in, like, well, we have to create a mythology, and there has to be this big background. A lot of it was, you know, well, Ash knows it's the ultimate killing machine because we need to get that point across. I think we already had it. We, we kind of already have. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't, I think, you know, it's a mystery. Like, what does he want? Like, why is it Killing people for food? Is it killing people because it just doesn't like their face? Is it, and, is it killing? That, that's an interesting point too, because again, it goes into how far you want to delve into enjoying the movie. For you know, for me, uh, when I was younger, it was it was enough to know. Well, it wants to kill everybody. It's like Jason. It's like Freddy. Or, I think the action speaks louder than the funny world. because it's like, well, I guess you know, it's like Dan O'Bannon twice. Ronald Shusset. Ronald Shusset. Yeah. Since uh, Rad, Rad Ranger's not here, yeah. so we're going to have to settle <laughs> yeah. for Ryan Cadavers. I'm not as quick. Yeah, at that's all. It. But uh, Dan O'Bannon and, and Ronald Shusset. Yep. I don't uh, even know what really happened um, after. It seemed like after this Alien movie that was big success, and they decided to do others. It seems like the, none of the people who were involved in the first one were even brought, like, invited to the party. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, the next one no was really, all no James really Scott, Cameron. No Dan, uh, Dan was that by choice, you think? Uh, you know what? I've watched the stuff, and I can't remember exactly what the story I is. I think there was all some sort of parting. Like, I think there was something that, if I remember correctly, somebody didn't get along with somebody or something. I don't yeah. know. But. Well, I think Ridley wasn't interested in revisiting it. Yeah. I think uh, Dan O'Bannon, I believe, is notoriously difficult to work with. Uh, but I do know that James Cameron got it because of Terminator. I right, mean, right, he right. was yeah, the yeah, sure. hot shit in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and he and he had an idea. And I'm glad that aliens exist. Oh, I'm me too. Absolutely. Way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great movie. Yeah, all the I, others have been like a toss up for me, but yeah, there's no doubt that aliens. And and I'm glad that they didn't. I think the beauty yeah. of aliens, not to get too far on that one, but yeah, is the fact that they he didn't try to retell the story. He's no. like, you know what? I'm going to make a totally completely different, right? different movie, yeah. but it's going to involve the same bad guys. I've, I've always compared it to Terminator and Terminator 2. Like that's how I've always looked at it because to me, Terminator is a horror movie. And Terminator yeah, 2 yeah. is an action movie. And it's like really similar, like tonal shifts to me. I, I agree with that. Uh, but we, we may have to do a commentary on Terminator 2 because I have grown to not like Terminator 2. And it'll be interesting yeah. to revisit it okay. and discuss it. Uh, but we all, we've also got to figure out when we're going to do our aliens commentary because I think that's what we settled on. Yeah, all yeah. right. So, uh, we have discussed alien and that it is, 
I mean, it's essentially a perfect movie. Yeah. It, it's classic. I put it right up there with... Uh, I don't think I have any problems with that. I love it. Yeah, I put it right up there with it, with Jaws as being like yes. one of yeah. the most, like, for sure, perfect horror movies that there is. Yeah, uh, and, and seeing it on the big screen uh, is it is different. Yeah. I mean, it really is different. Yeah. So after Alien, uh, the credits rolled, and the credits maybe took a minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back here. Well, no, no CG artists. No yeah. CG artists. Uh, very small. You know, obviously a very small cast. And this is the yeah. day and age too, where back in the seventies, I mean, they were still doing credits at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't really, yeah, so they took half as long. Well, and there, it's also entirely possible that there were a lot of people that worked on the movie that didn't get credited. Oh, yeah. Because things might yeah, have, have been put, different. You didn't put up, have to put up with, like, caterers. Right, right. All that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so after the credits rolled, uh, it gave a quick text synopsis of Prometheus, like four lines maybe. Yeah. And we went into something that absolutely delighted me because... I enjoyed Prometheus. Mm-hmm. I've watched it several times. Uh, it has its flaws for sure. Yeah. But overall, I like it. Uh, and Elizabeth Shaw, uh, oh, New, is that Numi Rapace? Is that right? Or is it the other lady with the crazy name? Well, anyway, the character of Elizabeth Shaw, I liked her a lot. And yeah. the actress that played yeah, her, awesome, yeah. to me, was one of the big selling points of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh and at the end of Prometheus, her and David fly off to find the uh, homeworld. Where they're the, going, the homeworld, yeah, wherever of, that of the, the engineers, yeah, the yeah. engineer, whatever the engineers came from. Now. And everything we had heard about, and, and this is spoiler territory for the listeners. So if you don't want to know anything about Covenant, and maybe you don't, because at this point, I'm not sure if I'm happy I know this now or not. Yeah, I know a lot now. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, spoiler territory. The the clips that we saw start with Elizabeth Shaw and David on the engineer's ship headed back to the home world and I didn't expect that at all. I, I didn't like think she was even in the movie. Yeah. I I'm not I don't know. I'd heard that there was stuff with her that didn't actually make the movie. Yeah. You so think I don't, it was just in the after I, I think maybe because I did see <laughs> that there weird. was I did see there was some sort of webisode prequel that takes place. Well that's that's them having dinner. Is it? That's the crew having okay. dinner. That was actually cool. Yeah. Was it Thanksgiving? Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know where it takes place, but let me ask you this before we get into that. Okay, okay. Um, where does where does Prometheus take place time-wise, like, in comparison to Alien? Is it prior or have after? they been specific? Well, no, they said... It's before. It's. I mean, it's before it. It's yeah. before Alien. It yeah. is, and it's 20... It can't be 2039. That's not the date they put up, is it? 2093, maybe? Maybe, yeah. That sounds right. Uh, like before the preview thing that we saw? Yeah, it, yeah, it said what year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what year any of the Alien movies Yeah, I, I can't remember when Alien is supposed to take so place. So does Covenant I, take place before Alien? Yes. yes. Okay, so yes. We're, all, we're, in, we're still in prequel territory. Yep. Well... I'm trying to... Well, I mean, I would expect it to. Yeah, I, I don't know not. that I've seen... Yeah, it, it seems like it should. It's possible, but I'm but don't think it not should because positive because we don't know how long uh, Michael was out there. Yeah. So it's still up in the air as to when Covenant actually takes place. Uh, so anyway, uh, we... We have Elizabeth Shaw and David on the the ship headed towards the homeworld, and she's repairing him and showing him kindness. And they made a big point of 
him appreciating how kind she was. Yeah. Uh, they plot it. They find out how long it's going to take. I don't remember what it was, but he puts her into suspended Sleep, animation. And he starts studying the engineers. And they actually get to the home world. Yeah. Not which surprised Which oh yeah. is the movie that I wanted. Yeah. So to see all this, I was delighted. Yeah. yeah. I did not. That was amazing. And I was like, wow. They dock, and it shows the ground. And, and there's, realize it's there's, all aliens. Yeah, there's, uh, well, I don't something. know. Are they, yeah, there's something. I don't know what I they are. Tell I'm pretty was. sure, well, the way that they're moving, uh, I, am, I am almost positive that, well, there's some kind of xenomorph. Yeah. And the quote, uh, David delivers that quote, look in despair on what I have wrought. Uh, or behold what I, I can't remember the exact quote. Everybody knows it. It's like Milton or something. Yeah. It's, it's, behold, it's, it's a quote about like, look at this horrible thing I've done. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, he looks out the cargo bay and is like, fuck that. And then it cuts <laughs> to, <laughs> to, because uh, it, what it looked like to me is that the engineer's homeworld has been overrun by aliens. Yeah. Which is a huge revelation because that, the engineers are gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to the colonists that we've seen in all the trailers for Covenant. Yeah. Uh, which somebody online the other day said, seeing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kenny. Jamie Bryant. Uh, Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers in space. <laughs> he he kind of hoped the movie would just be, Alien, you're being a dick and I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> uh, but I, I would, I, and I hope, I would love if Danny McBride like hosted Saturday Night Live and they did like a parody of that him being be awesome. Kenny Powers with the aliens. Like, I feel like that has to happen. But anyway, we, uh, we get the colonists and we don't, I don't know that a whole lot from the trailer was shown. There were a couple of bits and pieces. Uh, but they bring two of the colonists bring a guy who's very clearly been infected. We don't know how, but one of the trailers showed those spores flying into that guy's eye. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. Uh, they bring him back on the ship. His back explodes, which we did see in the trailer. Yeah. And it's really revolting how this alien is born because it doesn't do the chestburster thing. It like crawl, it like slides out of his back. Yeah, Ugh. and it's still in like a placental sac and and or no, it's not a placental sac. What is that? Whatever his sac is, it's nasty, you guys. Now I will say this: as much as I liked the footage they showed, the CGI still looked kind of rough to me. I know, I saw that too. When, when I, the little little ones were running yeah, after, it's a little dodgy. I feel like it's not done. That's very possible. Uh, it is I don't know, very it's possible. coming up though. Well, it's it's about a month away at this point, but that footage, we don't know when that footage was taken. Yeah. I, I feel like it's not done. I don't think it's going to look like that in the final movie. Yeah. Uh, but we have a, a very different looking alien. It looks more like the aliens than what we saw at the end of Prometheus. Yeah. But uh, still not what we're used to. And. It uh, escapes in the medical bay and is chasing one of the colonists around, and she's losing her mind. And she actually did do the smart thing and try and lock him in the medical bay. Yep. Yeah, she and did. then yeah, she yeah. went to get a flamethrower. She's yeah. like, I'm going to handle this. But then everybody slips in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Dude, there's a lot of blood in this. A lot of comedy. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> lot of physical comedy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and she's she is freaking out. Like, this yeah. actress. 
is doing a very good job because okay. I am with her there, freaking out that this nasty little pink thing is going to eat her. Absolutely. She's shooting around at the ship and uh, shoots. You know, every no every spaceship has explosive materials in it, especially the cargo bay. Yeah. She shoots explosive materials. The ship blows up. That was a surprise. Uh, that that was. That was pretty impressive. It that was. was nice. It really was. Also, like, I feel like I shouldn't know a lot of this stuff going Well, they showed the ship blown up in the trailer. Yeah. That's in the trailer. We don't know. We didn't know why at the time. Yeah. Uh, and the, the other colonists. going to be well over two hours. If you saw uh, yeah, five right. minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and this this was a good five to eight minutes of, of plus, footage plus that we saw. Plus, I kind of needed it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I said before. I you said you weren't sold on it. No, because the trailer looked like it was a rehash of Alien. It right. Like Ridley was like, oh, I've got more money now. I'm going to make a younger version of it. I, and, I feel and, like and that even was. even going into, like, after the, 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 the planet-wide full of aliens. Thing, yeah. Like, then it cuts to the, the ship, and it's like, oh, we've got someone sick, we're bringing them on board, yeah. and then the one gets born, and it's going to get loose, and I'm like, okay, we've seen this, we you know, we yeah. just saw a really good version of this, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> then the ship blows up, and I'm like, oh, this is different. And then, and, and after then, the <laughs> ship blows up, the other colonists, who <laughs> also have a sick guy with them, yep. are like, oh no, the ship blew up, where are we going to lock this guy away so his body can explode, but his body doesn't explode. Instead, this alien crawls out of his uh, mouth. Yes. And it's it was horrifying. Awesome. It was awesome. I love that scene. <laughs> uh, that looked really good, actually. It's, it, man, it, it was it was all very heavy. These people had rotten times. I can't wait to, to see the full story of their rotten times. It's going to be nuts. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that one. It looks little, like a movie that's not going to let up at all. Like it looks like it's going to be nuts. And and it time. does. It it seems like it's possibly going to be more relentless than uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, more relentless. Yeah. Than sure. than Alien. Uh, which granted, once Alien picks up and gets going, it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, once things start going bad in Covenant, I think. They, they're never going to get better. Ever. No. <laughs> no. Now, uh, I don't know if you know, but... So what, what's up with David? Like, why does he have different hair color? He's, like, with this new group. Well... He's a robot. There's the possibility that it could be two different Right. Models. That's what I'm wondering, if it's not even actually David. Yeah. If it's a different model. Uh, and, and there's also... There's just so much we don't know, yeah, and, and that's yeah. what makes me excited is yeah, to yeah, see yeah, where all yeah. these pieces fit together. Yeah. And, and we don't know how long the events in Covenant take place after he finds the engineer homework. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and we don't even know, like you said, is it before Alien? Is it after the other Alien stuff? We we don't know at this point, and yeah. I like that. I'm yeah, excited yeah, to find too. out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually glad I don't know that. Yeah. So real quick, just to wrap this thing up. Uh, Visceral gut reactions to what I'm getting ready to say. We can just all at once. It's fine. Uh, Alien. Oh, yeah. Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Five out of five. Amazing. Aliens. Awesome. Five out of five. Pure adrenaline. Once again, a great cast. Yeah. Amazing cast. Yeah. Alien 3. Eh, I, it's the one I've watched the least. I don't hate it. It's just no. the one I've watched Alien the least. 3, when you, it's, it's unfortunate. If Alien was a TV show, it would have been like a really awesome TV show, like an episode. <laughs> yeah. But not quite a movie. It's, uh, I like Alien 3 because I can see what I feel like it should have been. Yeah. Uh, and it, it also has great performances. Uh, 
Sean Pertwee. Yeah. Nope. Oh yeah. Future, yeah. Was, future badass Alfred. Yep. Is in it? No, he's great. Uh, yeah. Charles Dutton is great. Yeah. Charles S. Dutton is in it. Is great. I think that kind uh, of was that the first time uh, we ever really saw him in something. Uh, yeah, I think he was in the Rock television show at that. The Rock. He was in. He was on Rock at that point. Gotcha. But I think that might have been his big movie. I mean, I'm sure he had done stuff prior to that. But I think it was his first like sort of big. The way that they start three bothers me. Oh, I hate that. Well, and I mean, see, that's yeah, that's because what, after all the events of I know aliens yeah. to only like up oh, and they're all dead. New yeah. and uh, Hicks deserve better than that. Way for sure. Yeah. And, and well, and that's that's one of the reasons I'm excited about uh, what's his name. Uh, Blomkamp. Uh, yeah, Neil Blomkamp. Is that still happening? It's supposedly on a shelf somewhere until Ridley Scott decides he doesn't want to make any more alien movies. Because, I mean, right now, after... Here's here's what I pretty much think went down. Is Ridley Scott was like, well, I do have the sequel to Prometheus that I'm planning on. And Neil Blomkamp was like, hey, I've got a really great idea to kind of get rid of our bad alien movies and yeah. follow up with Newt Hicks and Ripley. And Fox was like, oh, well, we really like the idea of continuing the franchise and not a lot of people like Prometheus. But then Neil Blomkamp put out a bunch of really shitty movies and Ridley Scott put out The Martian. Yeah. And Fox was like, hey, Ridley, maybe we do like your idea after all. I mean, I think that's exactly what happened. the ideas and have yeah. aliens in your Prometheus movies. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. No, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I what think... What did Blomkamp do that was bad? Uh, uh, he know. did that the movie that was a ripoff of Short Circuit. Oh, um, yeah. And he did... The one with the rich yeah. people in the sky. That one sucked, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that movie sucked. He just had a string of not very interesting movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the and the Martian was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Martian yeah. was awesome. The Martian, I finally watched it, and it was, it was great. Really so, it. All right, so we got Alien 3, uh, which is very interesting. David Fincher, uh, but not not awesome. Yeah. Alien Resurrection. Man, I want, when it came out, I loved it. But I guess I was like right in that age range, and they had like swimming aliens and like all oh, this like badass shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this movie kicks ass. Yeah. And I watch it now, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, it's yeah I sad. almost, I almost like three better than Resurrection. Oh, I definitely like three better. Yeah, than it's Resurrection. way better. Movie. Yeah, they, um, they they kind of drop off after. Which is it. interesting because Joss Whedon wrote Resurrection. Yeah. Now it got butchered after it he got wrote butchered, it. Yes. But uh, and then you got Ron Perlman. You've got, yeah. I mean, uh, once again, a great cast, but well, just. First off, they it's, shouldn't have brought back Ripley after three. I mean, I don't think so. Well, Not the way they did it. I don't know. It's know. it's just a mess. The whole thing's yeah. a mess. A mess. It was, yeah. It's one bad idea and, after and another. And it would the the payoff at the end with the hybrid would have been really cool if it was designed better. But it just looks awful. It looks stupid. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's even though it does get like sucked out of. The well, here's the thing. Off. Like, I feel like that design is really dumb, but it's also terrifying. <laughs> because it looks so like it has that human face, like it, it really creeps like me out. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. That's probably what it, it is. More like exactly ET. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, and then finally, because we're not even going to talk about Alien versus Predator, because that's a whole other show. Yeah. Uh, finally, Prometheus. 
Which um, I, I, you knew I mentioned we dig it. I like it. I think you I'm not as high on it. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, it, it didn't really thrill me. I, I, now, granted, I've only seen it once, and that was in the theater. The first time so. I saw it, I loved it. And then I watched it a second time, and I wasn't as thrilled with just a couple things, like mainly towards the end. I was like, eh. But I love the way that, you know, it ended with them being like, we're going to the home world. So I was like, yeah. I want to see that movie. Yes. Right. So I am, like you said, like I was thrilled to see that they yeah. brought that up. Yeah, that was a holy shit moment. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't think we'd see that. I thought they'd just scrap that. I thought they were just going to brush right over right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... Nope, they spent a lot of money on it. Uh, yeah, they sure did. Man, I mean, it looked gorgeous, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that stuff looked amazing. Almost yeah. everything, except for the little baby alien. Yeah. I, I feel like those are in progress. I hope so. All right, well, that is uh, all we have to say about Alien and our special sneak preview of Alien Covenant. Yeah. Ryan and Mike, thank you for sitting out here on this very uncomfortable bench. <laughs> it's and, the worst. Uh, yeah, it really is. It's horrible. My, I, ass, I, my ass is gone. I think it's. I think it dripped through these horrible slats. Uh, Mike, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at newlegendmike.com. That's where you can see all my books and all the other stuff I do. And of course, you can find me every week on the Earth Station One podcast. And Ryan Cadaver, what are you up to? Where can we find you? Uh, we're this, this will go up this Friday. Okay, well, uh, if you want to go to Albany, Georgia, which is in South Georgia, come to Marred Up Fest. It's going to be insane at the Oglethorpe Lounge. Other than that, you can just look up our band, Cast Futures. Give us a Google. It's worth a Google. Ooh, it's worth a Google. Give us a Google. <laughs> it's worth a Google. <laughs> Never have I. I've heard a lot of dirty ways of referring to Google, but I think that was the dirtiest. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Let's uh, let's leave the downtown area ASAP. Yeah, for sure. Alien Day. Only five days until it is May. What a great way to start the day. Doing things the alien way. Yeah, that was nice, right? And just throw that thing into the auto-tune, and I'll have a top 40 song in no time. There's even a top 40 anymore. I really have no idea how any of that works. Uh, All of our entertainment industries are falling apart, and it's all the fault of the Internet. Damn you, Internet! All right. So I already put over the Amazon thing. Go to needlessthingsite.com. Buy stuff from Amazon. Go to supportphantom.com. And see if you want to support Phantom and all the stuff that I do. Uh, occasionally referring to myself in the third person. Alien Day was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we did some goofy stuff on the internet. We went and saw the movie. I had fun hanging out with two of my favorite people. So that was a great time. Uh, the next big thing that's coming up. Did I, have I told you guys uh, no more Hulanta? I'm, I'm not doing Hulanta. The scheduling did not work out. So the the game show will not be there. I will not be there. It just didn't, uh, it unfortunately didn't happen. And I still love Hulanta. It's still where I did my very first panel. Well, I had Timegate, but, it, you know, it used to be called uh, Hulanta. Or it used to be called Timegate. Right. Now it's Hulanta. Uh, it's scheduling. Scheduling, people. It just doesn't always work. You know how it goes. Uh, next thing coming up, Mayhem Fest, which I believe our pal Ryan Cadaver mentioned. That is May the 6th in the Avondale Estates area of Atlanta. So join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group to keep track of all the stuff that's going on in the metro Atlanta area involving Needless Things. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. 
You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vic's employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.